What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host, and this is an emergency podcast. Joining me now, Ryan Wilson and John Breach to break down the firing announced after Week 5's loss to the Carolina Panthers, a a uh, not very pretty 23-16 to L for the Falcons. Dan Quinn, head coach of the Falcons, and Thomas Dimitrov, longtime general manager of the Atlanta Falcons, both relieved of their duties. Dan uh, Blank announced it saying, decisions like this are very difficult, but the previous two seasons and start to this one have been especially hard for me because of the deep love, admiration, and respect I and my family have for Dan Thomas and their families. For many years, they have represented me, our team, organization, Atlanta with class, commitment, and all the passion you would want of the leaders of the team. As everyone knows, this is a results business, and I owe it to our fans to put the best product we can on the field. We import every resource and every resource possible in a winning and will continue to do so but the results of late do not meet our standard for what I've pro- or what I've promised our fans. Therefore we will install new coaching and personal leadership of the Atlanta Falcons at the appropriate time on a uh, scale of one to 10 Wilson. How surprised are you that uh, Adam Gase won't, won't even be the second coach fired. He'll have to be the third coach fired if he wants to pull it off. Yeah. I feel like Adam Gase, Doug Marone, Matt Patricia, uh, they've lost their cover and now that Dan Quinn and Bill O'Brien have been relieved of their duties. So, you know, those guys are next up, but in terms of the Falcons in, in particular coming into Sunday morning, I would say if you told me that the Dan Quinn was going to get fired and 14 hours, I would say, well, clearly they lost to the Panthers because we've talked about this for a few weeks now. So they lost to the Packers last week, no big deal. They weren't expecting to win that game. But here's their schedule. Carolina, Minnesota, Detroit, Carolina, Denver, bye. You had to win four of those games. Yep. And uh, if you can't beat the Panthers, a team that started 0-2 and has no defense to speak of, and you only score 16 points with that high-powered offense. Look, man, Dan Quinn can be the best guy in the world, and by all accounts he is, but it, clearly it's not working. You're 0-5, and I sort of half-joked about this on, on HQ on Sunday. The last time the, the Falcons started 0-5 was 1997. They finished seven and nine that year. And if Dan Quinn could promise seven wins, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll sign up for that. And the next year they went to the Super Bowl and you would sign up for that too. But this team is nowhere near close to that. The issues start on defense. And I know, okay, they're injured. They're injuries to worry about. But again, every week, every team has injuries. You can't lose the way you've lost these games. That Cowboys loss was one of the most demoralizing losses uh, I can remember with a bunch of guys standing around at the end of the game as the Cowboys fall on onside kick. And then to lose to the Panthers in the way they did you know, you hate to see it, but that's it, exactly, you know, how the story was, was meant to unfold. If you, if you start 0 five and lose games, like the way you lost them. Yeah. I absolutely feel like the Cowboys game was the writing. That was it. Like as soon as they blew that lead and lost that game, I didn't think there was any way Dan Quinn was coming back. It was only a matter of time. And I know we debated, I think the past two weeks about whether or not he would make it to the bye. So maybe the timing is a little bit surprising just because I think we thought maybe Quinn would get a, a shot to win four games out of their next five. But you know what? You know what a total slap in the face is if you're the owner, you're running the Falcons is, hey, look, we're 0-4. We cannot lose to this team, Carolina, that just did a total rebuild. They have a new offensive coordinator, a new head coach, a new quarterback. There is no reason we should be losing to these buffoons. That's what I'm thinking if I'm the owner. So it's totally insulting to see your team that was supposed to be uh, maybe a playoff contender come out and just get owned. I mean, this was the one game, like uh, Wilson said, nobody thought they were beating the Packers, but the I never really thought the Falcons had a chance to win this game. And the Panthers dominated this almost from start to finish. 
And we're talking about a Panthers defense, like Ryan said, that just hasn't been that good. They've been, uh, you know, they gave up 34 points to the Raiders in week one. And all of a sudden the Falcons can't even put up 20 points on this defense. So, you know, you had to do something. And as we saw in Houston, you know, sometimes a, a fired coach can spark you to a win the next week. Yeah, if you're playing the Jaguars. Uh, We'll get to all those games. Of course, you can check out the recap, uh, week five recap podcast in the feed. I'll I'll say this about this game. I mean, and I watched the whole thing because it's on here uh, locally. Uh, This Falcons team could not have looked less inspired. And Matt Ryan, who, you know, we all agree is a very good quarterback. I mean, like like another interception. I mean, he has been. So he's completing 64.7% of his passes coming into this game, seven touchdowns, two picks in four games. Uh, And then against Carolina, he goes 21 of 37 for 226 yards, no touchdowns and an interception for a 63.6 passer rating. He, 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 like, I don't think he's broken or anything, but he just hasn't been very good this year. And the game against green Bay last Monday night. And then today, it was just a team that looked like it was stuck in the mud and sort of knew that the end was coming. And I think, I think that, you know, you know, Arthur Blank was down. They kept cutting to him during the game. Him, his Dimitrov was down there on the sideline. You know, Dan Quinn's like running around clapping, like after a, a terrible pick by Matt Ryan in the end zone. Uh, and then, you know, Blank's down there with his family and you could just see like the tension bubbling over. And uh, again, I, I'm, I'm with you, Ryan. I think Dan Quinn's a great dude. He's a, a nice, a nice man. I think he's a good coach. He was just depressingly close to winning a Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. That's the thing. That's what he will be remembered for. Twenty-eight to three. Not the. I mean, they were that close to changing the course of that organization's history. I mean, I really do think that that loss, like that's, it's lingered. You know, like I think they went eleven and five that year. They won ten games the next year. Then it was seven and seven and back to nine year back to back seasons. And that 79 last season, there was conversations about, okay, is Dan Quinn going to survive? He did. And the last thing you can do is start 0-5. And, you know, so here we are. Yeah. You can't start 0-5. Especially well, and to compound the Super Bowl fact, when they did get back to the playoffs next year, they should have beaten Philadelphia. Remember, they got down to like the two-yard line late in the fourth quarter. They score a touchdown. They win the game. They couldn't punch it in. So now the season, before, you know, 2016, you blow a 28-3 lead. But then you get back to the playoffs. And you're like, you know what? We did this. We got over that loss. We can get back to the Super Bowl. And then your first game is in the divisional round because you won your division. You got to buy and you lose because you can't punch it in from the two-yard line. The next Colts. Yeah, and that's just as demoralizing. So it, it is really amazing uh, what happened here and how quickly it happened. Because after that, this team just started spiraling downward and blowing double-digit leads left and right. I mean, I think this team, so they're 0-5. They should probably be 3-2. and two. Like, they should have taken care of business today against the Panthers. They absolutely they had a 98 or higher win percent, like win expectancy. Percent ninety eight percent win expectancy against the Cowboys and the Bears. Not high and they enough. should have won both of those games. You know the lesson the takeaway for me is what's that? You can't have eleven first round picks as possible starters on offense <laughs> football games. I, I I will say this: I think that whatever's been happening, they so Dirk Cutter has always been top five in terms of pass attempts in the NFL every year that he's been a play caller or head coach and calling the plays and. They are one of the most run-heavy teams early on this year with Todd Gurley. I really feel like they've been trying to like, and wrongfully, 
lean into the idea like we got to like make Gurley the centerpiece of our offense, and it just hasn't worked out. I mean, you know, Calvin Ridley ended up with eight catches, 136 yards, and was it was good, but it was all garbage time. Ryan's stats were, I mean, he had 82 passing yards at halftime. It, it was it, if you're Arthur Blank and you're watching that, you're like, because you can tell. I mean, look, they haven't. Um, they have, they have, uh, according to Tom Pellicero reported that they are still finalizing the plan for interim head coach, which means this was not something Arthur blank woke up this morning expecting to do. Like, I think he really was going to wait till week 10. And then he saw that game. He's like, I can't, I can't let this keep going and that it'll pervade the organization. Um, Dimitrov, you know, a whiz kid. We didn't we really talked about him. He's been there for a long time or was there for a long time. He, you know, was sort of a whiz kid came up under Bill Belichick. Uh, widely regarded around the league for, you know, embracing uh, analytics, you know, earlier than other people. Total hipster dude, but uh, um, he's been there since 08. Orchestrated the Julio Jones trade when they made that. His first draft pick was Matt Ryan. Yeah, first draft pick was Matt Ryan. Um, Traded up to get Julio, you know, came in in with Mike Smith as part of the the replacement for Bobby Petrino. And, like, they've been a winning head coach since, I mean, a winning football organization, excuse me, since he got there as general manager, but He's been through two coaches now, and it just it felt I don't I don't blame Arthur Blank for making a wholesale change here. Yeah, it's, no. it is interesting as you point out that we all knew this was coming, and still there's no interim head coach. Pete Prisco talked about this on Sunday that they have Dirk Cutter there, they have Raheem Morris there. I don't know which direction they'll go in, uh, so they have options. But again, these are going to be interim interim guys, and, and now you know Eric Bieniemy will be a talking point. Is Joe Brady going to be a talking point as a possible guy yeah. one year in? And look, that three games into the, the last three games of the Carolina Panthers, the sense you get from the outside looking in, and you would know better, Brinson, you're watching closer. These dudes are buying into Matt Rule, yep. and Teddy Bridgewater and Joe Brady seem to be getting along pretty well. The Panthers, the Panthers might make the playoffs. We were dead ass wrong about the Panthers. They're in first place. Like, I know, it's I definitely know. a possibility. And one thing on Dan Quinn, uh, since being hired in 2015, the Falcons have blown five fourth quarter leads of 14 points or more. That is the most in the NFL in that span. And the other thing I'll say real quick is like, how do you think Matt Patricia and Adam Gase feel right now? I mean, they have to be wondering how in the hell they have a job because Bill O'Brien, four playoff appearances in the past six years gets fired. Dan Quinn's been to a Super Bowl. He got fired and somehow Matt Patricia still has a job when who was better earlier than two years ago with the Lions, Ryan? One Mr. James Caldwell, nine and seven in back-to-back years, got fired. <laughs> and Adam, legend and the fun. Jets are the worst team in the <laughs> NFL, and they don't look like they're going to be getting better anytime soon. So we better just – should we just re-record – should we just record two emergency podcasts right now <laughs> to get the Patricia and Gase out of the way? Yeah, I will say this. Um, Brinson mentioned and I mentioned it. Dan Quinn, by all accounts, is a great guy. We saw the letter that, that Arthur Blank released talking about him and Dimitrov. When Bill O'Brien was fired, we heard a lot of this guy was effing and Jeff and people on their way out the door when he got rid of them. TJ, uh, TJ, JJ Watt, and he had a heated altercation uh, reportedly, and there was no love lost when he got let go by, you know, the, the fans, not the fans, excuse me, the players and, and those who seem to be close to him. So uh, that is one difference. But at the end of the day, those guys are both out of their jobs. And, you know, you don't want to see people get fired. Yeah. I mean, I, I think 0 and 4, at 0 and 4, it was going to be tough for Dan Quinn to come back from this. Um, he's going to need, like we said, to win four or five to make it to the bye. And the 0 and 5, you're not making the playoffs. Right? I mean, like we agree that at 0 and 5. Like I said, if they ended up 7 and 9, that's a that's a Super Bowl basically. Right. I mean, that means you went 7 and, you know, 7 and 4, it's not that great. But I mean, like the, the point being is they weren't making the playoffs and if you're Arthur Blank, you do this now, you don't want to let, you know, you want to give yourself some room to search. You don't want to make the change mid-season, but no one is going to blame you for this. 
Uh, and so let's talk. Oh, you mentioned uh, possible candidates. Joe Brady, That I think that's too young. He's yeah. 30. Yeah, that's right. And look, if we've learned anything from Dan Quinn and even Bill O'Brien, there's a huge, not Bill O'Brien, because he's actually one, but maybe Matt Patricia, there's a huge difference between a, be, between being a coordinator and being a head coach. They're different job responsibilities. Um, there's one thing to, to be in, char- in charge of making a game plan each week, and there's something else to be a micromanager of everyone, and sometimes it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, if you, which job would you think is better? The Texans or the Falcons reach? Uh, the Texans have Deshaun Watson. So yeah, I would say like off the cuff, I would say the Texans, but let's say the Falcons go one in 15. All of a sudden they have the first (laughs) overall pick in the 2021 draft. And one one win will not get you the first (laughs) overall pick. All right. Let's say they're tied with the jets at owing 16 (laughs) uh, and they get the number one pick in the draft. And, you know, you're not finalizing that coaching hire till the end of the year. So I think if the Falcons had a top three pick, maybe they shoot above. If you have a chance at Trevor Lawrence, I think the Falcons are the better job, but otherwise yeah, I, I think, think, but otherwise I think it's the Texans. Could Dabo Sweeney go to Atlanta? Why would he leave? I don't, he's making $9 million a year and he gets the best players. Could Nick Saban go? No, he's, he's seven. Josh McDaniels there. I mean, yes, that's now we're talking. Daniels makes a lot of sense. We job. say that about every job for Josh Daniels. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, Bienemy, Eric Bienemy makes a ton of sense. I think if I'm Eric Bienemy, I'm more likely to go to uh, Atlanta than I am to Houston. Why? Because the, the power structure. Uh, by the way, know what but, it is. What's that? It's Rich McKay right now, but we don't, we don't know what the rest of it is. Right, but I'm saying like, you just it just feels Houston no first round pick. You do have to show. No, I think there's some questions about no GM. They went from a GM head coach to no GM to an EVP overseeing everything. That seems sort of weird right now. Yeah, I mean, and look, the bottom line is Dan Quinn's a defensive guy. His defenses stink. They've been awful. And you know, you're getting outplayed. Matt Ryan's getting outplayed by Teddy Bridgewater. Like, there's a lot of questions to be asked. It, it stands a reason that either Raheem Morris or uh, Dirk Cutter. By the way, both of those guys should be on the list of candidates. I I I don't like hiring an interim for the full time head coaching job but I wouldn't be surprised if they're both mentioned and whoever takes over as the interim, if he goes like eight and with eight, you got Lord, are you crazy? They got 11 games left. He goes eight and three, seven and four. He's probably getting hired. Yeah. That's a large ask. Well, I'm just saying I mean, they could win their next four games. That's not too crazy. If you are the most optimistic person on planet earth. You know, good and friggin' well, they're not winning. Wilson, it's it's the Vikings, the Lions, the crazy. Panthers, the Broncos. They're all it is winnable. crazy. They're We've had this winnable. conversation. They just got blown. The doors blown off by a they, because team. they checked out on their coach. They mentally checked out. They were they weren't even going through the motions. They weren't even doing that for him. They were just out there just to, because people were watching it on TV. I feel like the Falcons would stay in the locker room if Dan. It was, it was they're going to win. They're going to win lost. this. They're going to win this next week, and then we'll see if they can rip off a couple more. But I, look, if Raheem Morris takes over and he and they and they win. Six, seven, eight games the rest of the way. He's probably going to get a look. He, if he, they go eleven and zero under Raheem Morris, he will definitely get the job. I agree. But let's calm down <laughs> with them going to win eight games. You guys are crazy. All right, Debo, clip and save it so we can dunk on Wilson later when they go seven and four down the stretch. Uh, that's the Dan Quinn Emergency Podcast. Make sure and check out the full week uh, five NFL recap show in the feed as well, and we'll have uh, Monday Night Football previews and much more headed your way first thing tomorrow.